Marian Hosa was traded to Atlanta, and this story obviously goes back a bit since I just referenced an NHL franchise in Atlanta. Pascal Dupuis came here as a throw-in. He wasn't supposed to be the main guy. Man, did he ever become one. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates, the other two teams in town that I cover. The Penguins are in D.C. tonight to take on the Capitals. That's a 7.08 p.m. faceoff. Those always end up being fun games, not just because of the whole Sid versus Ovi thing, although that's a big part of it, but also, and no one really ever talks about this, I feel it's always necessary to bring it up. The guy who gets the most stoked for these Sid versus Ovi matchups is the guy that nobody mentions, and that's Gino. And I wasn't wild about Gino's opener. He had his moments. He had some passes that he made. But I've seen Gino look a lot hungrier and a lot more, It's the word I'm looking for here, fluid on his skates and in his motions and in his playmaking than he was in that game. Looked like he just kind of needed to get one out of his system. Maybe he'll have done that and he'll pop to life tonight in our nation's capital. Drew O'Connor is going to be on the third line tonight. He's going to be out there with Lars Zeller and Jansen Harkins. And there aren't too many people that will take issue with that. There aren't too many people that'll say what an outrage it is that O'Connor's there and instead of being on one of the, the top six slots, in particular since you have Jake Gensel and Riley Smith up there. But I got to tell you something. I had a talk with this kid earlier in the week, and it was just a general thing. We weren't getting into anything specific, and I told him the story of Dupuis. I told him how when Duper came here, he was just seen as a guy. He was fast, didn't have great size, uh, not necessarily super strong, had a big shot, but wasn't seen at all as a scorer or someone with offensive touch. Well, what did Duper do? Those of you who've been following this franchise for a while, those of you who know him as Duper, will recall that kind of like a uh, left-handed Brian Rust, he just kept getting better. He kept learning the game. He kept teaching himself tiny little components to the game, skill components, awareness components, understanding how to play with legitimately elite players, how to complement them, how to make them better. And all he ended up doing, long story short, was becoming Sidney Crosby's left winger for several years. That's a pathway that exists, I believe, for O'Connor. Every time I see this kid take the ice, I feel like I see something new, something that wasn't there. Not necessarily every game, that's a stretch, but more like every month or so that passes. There's an additional facet. There's an additional level that gets climbed. I Thinking of the preseason goal that he scored up in Buffalo 
last week where he was sprung by Sid and he was actually on Sid's line because Jake wasn't ready yet. And he just comes flying, barreling with that big body into the Buffalo zone and just blows the puck through the goaltender. Kevin Stevens style. And I've used the Stevens comparison before. And Artie also, by the way, was a late bloomer. When he arrived in the 1980s from the Kings in a trade, he was in his mid-20s already. But he really, really made it happen right away. And he just kept getting better and smarter and more aware until he found himself on the top line alongside a certain somebody wearing 66 and popped 50 goals before long. Here's what I hope, in order, happens here. First off, without pushing anything, because I wouldn't be bumping, certainly not Gensel, and I wouldn't be bumping Smith off the second line either, at least not now. What I'd like to see is the best version of Lars Eller, and he had a good game the other night in the opener, and the AHL superstar version of Harkins on the other side. And let's see the third line create some offense. Let's see that offense run through O'Connor. Pop a couple of goals. You don't have the ice time. You don't have the power play time to expect anything more in terms of volume from O'Connor. But pop a couple. Start getting their attention again the way you did in training camp and in the preseason. And heck, as long as we're at it, in the world championships over in Europe this past spring playing for the United States. Finish a couple. Bop a couple of people. That's been one of Mike Sullivan's issues with O'Connor. He wants to see, and the whole coaching staff wants to see him not so much run around and, you know, you know, look to be taking people out for the sake of taking people out, but use it toward possession. Use it as part of that human forecheck thing that I talk about. Use it as a, a way to seal people off defensively, become more reliable, more dependable, but score, score. If that happens with O'Connor, the sky really is the limit for this kid. And what I loved hearing from him in our talk was that he knows that. He knows that. He's not accepting a bottom six role. When we come back, J1Q. Today's J1Q comes from Bailey, and she asks, One player, DK, that I thought was really, really noticeable in the opener was Nolachari. Do you think he has a 15-goal season on the fourth line? I think so. Bailey, I'm not sure he's going to stay on the fourth line. Let me start there. Uh, he was at fourth line center, to be specific. He was out there with Matt Nieto and Jeff Carter. Carter was just getting dragged around all over the ice, as one might expect. And I thought Nieto acquitted himself pretty well, and that Achari did also. But I could see Achari taking on a more prominent role on the team. And I... I think that would begin with third-line right winger. I don't know that Jansen Harkins has too much of a window here in which to show his stuff 
to management. He is your classic, this is the baseball term here, 4A player, meaning too good for AAA, but not good enough to be in the big leagues. You get stuck in the middle and they call you 4A. He's someone who's put up a lot of points in the American Hockey League, Harkins is, and the Penguins were smart to pluck him off waivers from Winnipeg. He's got tools. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got snarl, and he scores in the AHL. But let's see how that goes. I also didn't like some of the decisions that he made defensively the other night. So if Achari slides up and you eventually bring up Colin White, you have your fourth-line center. You follow me here? This might be the, the best possible alignment. Now, if that happens, what I just described, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you could see you know, double digits is a fairer thing to project, I think, for anybody in the modern NHL who's on a bottom six where they're getting no power play time. And Achari wouldn't be getting any. But it's a good observation on your part that he was responsible uh, with the puck. Uh, he wasn't necessarily as physical and mayhem-making as he can be. Uh, he definitely didn't rise to the Brandon Tanev level that had been getting mentioned somewhat during training camp about him. But it wasn't that kind of game either. Maybe there's a better chance of something like that occurring tonight. But here's the most important thing to your specific question. He does have some hands on him. He does have uh, both an awareness of the need to get to the net, but a yearning to get to the front of the net. And he's somewhat effective there as well. Uh, got some good quickness, lateral quickness on his skates. He can bolt to where he needs to go, including in chasing rebounds. So 15 would be, that would be something. Okay, is it possible? Sure. But I, I, I would be looking for almost all of these guys across this bottom six if you can get double-digit goals out of them, if you don't have anybody on the roster who's just a complete goal suck out of those two lines, it's going to be a much healthier roster. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. We're going to do another one of these on Monday. Tonight in Washington, tomorrow at home against Calgary. I'll be covering the latter for DK Pittsburgh Sports. Have a good weekend. Have a good weekend.